Welcome to Me, Myself and MRKH, the podcast. Hello and welcome back. I'd like to start off by saying a massive thank you to all of you for your support. It has been absolutely amazing and really, really appreciated. From the bottom of my heart, thank you all so much. Sadly, I'm going to start this podcast with listeners' discretion. Today's topic will be covering mental health, panic attacks, and topics, as always, about infertility. This may trigger some emotions. This podcast will be here forever. Listen when you are ready. Make sure you're looking after yourself. Thanks, guys. Today, I would like to talk about mental health, as I'd mentioned. In specific, the early stages of diagnosis. In this time, it can be very confusing and upsetting, or maybe even a relief. However you interpret your diagnosis is completely personal to you. I'm going to start off with my experience. In my experience, I felt that I had to hide it. I didn't want to disappoint my family, my partner's family. I saw it not as just my issue, it was many other people's too. I wasn't sure on how set my partner's family were on having biological grandchildren, but I knew my parents would want biological grandchildren. They spoke about it quite a bit. Well, at least my mum did. It was also my dream a few months before diagnosis. I had completely, finally understood myself. My feelings, who I was. I was so sure of myself. I knew whatever it took I was going to be with my partner. I love him so greatly. I imagined our lives together, having children, having a normal life. These dreams seem so far out of reach now. Another thing that bothered me was, although I really knew my partner, I knew him so well. But this is one of those things you just never know what people are going to say, how they're going to react. It's not a normal conversation to have with your partner of less than a year. At the age of 17, might I add. I've been so lucky in the support I've received from everybody. However, unfortunately, I am still one of those annoying people. It doesn't matter how many times I'm told it's okay. That there is a resolution to the situation. I will always feel guilty. I'm the reason for a lot of people not having those imaginary children or grandchildren. Biologically, at least. Of course, at this point, my mind was only thinking about pregnancy, not adoption, surrogacy, IVF surrogacy. Sadly, this guilt is probably one of the reasons for my attacks and definitely my racing mind. These thoughts go through my head on a daily basis. Although in my heart, I know it's not my fault. It's science. It's nobody's fault. But I just feel the guilt. I'm definitely working through this. But this is one of the reasons why I wanted to speak about this today. Because I'm going through it now. Everybody's going through it all the time. And with that, 
I think we need to understand the actual meaning of the words mental health. It's a term that's thrown around so much nowadays, usually in a negative light. But mental health isn't just negative. Mental health as a word is pretty neutral. I was doing a bit of research and I thought this would be a good place to start. The World Health Organization. Here's their explanation of mental health. Mental health is a state of well-being in which an individual realizes his or own his or her own abilities, can cope with normal stresses of life, can work productively, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. It continues. Mental health is an integral part of health. Indeed, there is no health without mental health. With these wise words, specifically the last part, I've thought of five things to help you day to day, put into your routine to maintain your mental health. It is so important. And as the World Health Organization says, mental health is an integral part of health. Indeed, there is no health without mental health. To start off, number one is take time in your day to do something for you. You yourself are so, so important. We all live such hectic lives, school, work, families, careers, coronavirus even. Sometimes you just need to take 10 minutes or an hour or however much time you have spare. Maybe it's first thing in the morning, Maybe it's last thing at night, middle of the day. Just do something that you like. Something that will calm you and make you feel secure. You by yourself or with somebody else. Make sure you're looking after yourself. Some things I recommend is listening to music, watching your favourite show. Maybe not binge it, but watch at least one episode. Talk to a friend or just take a nap. I found this out over quarantine. Sometimes you just need a nap. Sadly, I won't be able to do this once I go back to work next week. But it's always a good one to have if you do get the opportunity. I know a lot of us are still working from home. Take a nap if you need it. Your brain is working so hard all the time. Number two is hydrate. Having fluid in your body can help with mood, aches, pains and just general blood flow having blood flow to sorry having a blood flow to your brain always helps we should be drinking about two liters of water a day i usually add fruits lemon or cucumber to make my water more appetizing or find a sugar-free juice to add to your water i wouldn't recommend super sugary stuff just because health and all Sugar's not particularly great for the brain either, and we have a lot of it eating, never mind drinking our calories and sugar. Number three is planning tomorrow. Always look forward. I know this is so, so hard, especially when you're thinking about diagnosis and thinking about those fateful words that have just come out of your doctor's mouth, those scans you've just seen, those words on the screen, however you did find out. It is so hard to try not to dwell on the past, especially things like that. 
you don't need to make big extravagant plans like going on a one-off to France or Germany or going to a theme park or making a big extravagant party for tomorrow. Just choose a small activity. You want to read that chapter of that book you've been meaning to read? Go to the charity shop and have a look round? Post that letter? Old-fashioned, I know. Plan your meals for tomorrow. Hmm, I think I'm going to have egg salad for lunch tomorrow. Or even plan what you want to do in your you time. Your you time that has to be there every single day. Plan it the day before. Plan it while you're in your you time. Number four is keeping active. I know, cliche, but it can help. Exercise is scientifically proven to clear the mind. Personally, I'm not one to work out. But if you are, do it. It's your time. I personally have a steps goal of around 10,000. I've not been achieving it recently, for obvious reasons. Um, But when I go back to work, I'm like, definitely got to do it. Maybe even go up to 15. It just makes me feel good at the end of the day because I've achieved something. The same for a workout. You've achieved something. You've done how you've done leg day. You've done how many reps that day. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> but it can always help. It's a mini achievement. Go for a walk, go for a run, anything. An achievement always makes your brain feel happy. And Maybe even release some chemicals. I'll look into that for next time. Last but not least is do not isolate yourself. I know this is such a hard one for us all, especially at the moment. But talk to a friend, a family member, have a long conversation, a short conversation. Anything and everything. Face to face, online, over a phone call, a text... Trust me, isolating yourself will not help. You'll be stuck in your own mind. Not good for your mental health. Especially if you've just recently been diagnosed. As an alternative for this last point, may I suggest if you're not feeling up to speaking to somebody, somebody, which I do totally get, Sometimes, some days, you just want to stay in bed, hide away from everybody, not speak to anybody. May I make a small suggestion? Create a diary. A written diary, a voice diary, a video diary. You don't have to post it online, if it's a voice or a video. It's just for you. Don't keep all those thoughts and feelings locked up in your head. Get them out. It's healthier, trust me. So the next thing I'd like to address in this episode is anxiety attacks, panic attacks, and a racing mind. This happens to so many people and is never spoken about properly. It's more of a joke, more of a thing that's a stigma, basically. It's one of those things that I really wanna fight Everybody has mental health. Without mental health, we don't have health at all. For those who don't know, 
what the explanations are or may have experienced one of these things but weren't aware of it, weren't aware of a name. Here's the explanation for all three. Starting off with a panic attack. A panic attack is a sudden episode of intense fear that triggers severe physical reactions when there's no real danger or apparent cause. Panic attacks can be very frightening. Remember this. When panic attacks occur, you might feel like you're losing complete control, having a heart attack or even dying. If you're with somebody who has, or is having, a panic attack, just make sure that they're okay. Keep them breathing. The second explanation is an anxiety attack. An anxiety attack usually involves the fear of something in specific, unlike a panic attack. A specific occurrence or problem that could happen or is happening. Symptoms include worry, restlessness, a possibility of physical symptoms like a panic attack. Mainly changing in heart rate and breathing. Anxiety is different from panic attack but it can occur as part of anxiety or panic disorder. I know quite a few people, because of traumatic events, they can develop these things. These things aren't for life. These can be resolved, but just know that they are a thing. Lastly, I want to talk about racing thoughts. Racing thoughts are fast moving and often repetitive thoughts, patterns, that can be overwhelming. They may focus on a single topic or may represent multiple different lines of thought. You may have racing thoughts about MLKH, embarrassing moments, a phobia, so many different things. It's totally normal. I'm convinced everybody has had racing thoughts at least once in their lifetime. And if you haven't, you're lucky. These are three quite different things. When you pick them apart and really analyse them. But they affect so many people every day. So, with this podcast, with this podcast, sorry. <laughs> please, can we make people aware? These things happen to everybody. Not just girls with MRKH. Not just women. Men too everybody for the purpose of the rest of this podcast i'll be referring to the group of anxiety attacks panic attacks and racing thoughts as just attacks just so you're aware this isn't a medical term this is just what i call them otherwise i'm pretty sure we'll be sat here for hours if i have to list them out every time there are so many ways to calm yourself down and deal with these symptoms Personally, I have three things that I do to cope with attacks. I hope these help. Number one is I listen to happy music and dance. I find anything with a happy mood usually helps more. You could listen to super depressing music, but that's probably not going to help. It also helps with the awesome dance moves you're about to break out. I don't even have to like the music. I could just chuck on the radio. It tends to calm me, as obviously as long as it has a happy beat. And I can 
make some nice shapes with it. I have a silly song playlist on my Spotify. I might share it, make it public for you. I play it when I'm at home, on my smart speaker or through my headphones, blaring. Again, making those amazing dance moves. I don't leave the house without my headphones. And it's common, if you see me around, that I will have them on my head, around my neck, or at least in my bag. Sometimes in my pocket, depends which ones I bring. I absolutely love, love, love Disneyland Paris. Not because it's the most magical place in the world. I have so many good memories there. It's because there is music everywhere, all the time. This may sound really awful to some people, but to me, it is amazing. I cannot cope day to day without listening to music. There are so many different crowds. It was so new and I really do struggle with crowds and new things. This really, really helped. I was super calm the whole time. Only had one minor slip up with an anxiety, but I think I'm pretty sure that's because we we're a confined space. That had nothing to do with the people. Got back out on Main Street, listened to music. It was my favorite song from Up. The one at the start, back to normal again. Music can be so powerful for some people. You may not even like music and find that it just helps in these situations. Give it a go, I definitely recommend it. Number two is to breathe. I use a take five technique. I did put something up about this on Instagram. Definitely have a little read through. Trace around your hand, breathing in as you trace up your finger and breathing out as you trace down. In public, if you don't want to be tracing around your hand, count to 10, breathing in and out slowly as you count. Breathing is a massive way of calming the mind. It makes sure there's plenty of oxygen getting to the brain. And remember, when you finally feel calm enough, try and have a big drink. After an attack, your body can go through a lot, especially if you're heavily breathing, your heart is racing. You'll definitely need hydration. Just make sure you're calm enough first. You could potentially choke, and we don't want any of you doing that. Number three, and this is the last one. This tends to help more with a racing mind, or if I just didn't want to talk to somebody that day. Bad dream, maybe. Because there's less physical intervention and less physical side effects. I suggest writing. I have a small book and pen with me most of the time, usually in my bag. I like to write or draw. Sometimes I'll write happy thoughts, lyrics as a distraction, but sometimes I just write my raw emotions, my thoughts, my feelings. Just gets them out, out on a page, right there, right in front of me. What exactly my brain is doing right now, right in front of me. It's so weird, but it can help. And when I'm in a more stable position, I like to look back and go, oh my God, why was I thinking that? What an awful thing to think. My God, I'm being so silly that day. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes people will 
lock it away and never speak of that page again. Burn it even. Whatever you choose to do, just remember don't keep it up in your mind. So hopefully this will help some of you. Poor mental health is a massive part of infertility across the board. MRKH, anything. Although there are so many professionals you can talk to, which I would never dismiss the opportun- if you get the opportunity, especially at Queen Charlotte's. Sometimes talking to people who understand exactly what you're talking about helps. Sometimes a counsellor can't help. Sometimes a psychologist can't help because they don't exactly know what you're feeling. Not the case in a lot of them because they do. They understand. They get those thoughts and feelings. But sometimes when it's more personal, like family friends how people have reacted sometimes it helps to just speak to somebody and be like oh my god that happened to me too that's amazing I'm not the only one sometimes having that thought does help so with that I would like to recommend reaching out there are three different people that I suggest and here they are so to start off um this is run by the beautiful Charlie Bishop. Um, she's recently relaunched it, which is why it's at the top of this list. Um, and it's mrkhconnect.co.uk. Here's what their mission is. MRKH Connect was founded in 2014 by Kelly and Janet. Their aim, which remains today, was to relieve and promote the relief of those diagnosed with MRKH syndrome and to provide support for both them and their families. This website has been a massive help and it is definitely something that I looked into when I was first diagnosed. You can basically put in your information, put in your general location. You obviously don't have to do this, but just find out who's around you, who has MRKH around you. Sometimes you can just Google MRKH London or MRKH Asia or wherever you are and you'll find something but I feel that this is more personal this is more who's in my area who can I walk to take a small drive to they may be older than you they may be the same age they may be younger but definitely check them out Charlie has worked really really hard and uh, she definitely deserves all the appreciation for this amazing website that she's just restarted. So my next one is by the lovely LMA um, and this is generally just about women, not necessarily about just infertility and things like that. This is just women in general um, and it is vavawomb.com. They also have an Instagram page, same for MLKH Connect, um, so check them out. So their mission says, we are a community here to educate, empower and break the stigma in style. They have a online store with a mission to arrange parties with a purpose and share stories with pride. Their platform is here to fight the the stigma surrounding the bodies we live in. They are the only thing we can really call call home, which I absolutely love. (laughs) Um, They're right. 
let's redefine what makes us worthy and talk loudly about our uniqueness and individuality. In turn, we raise awareness about taboo subjects. I love this. I ordered my shirt recently. I am very excited. I will definitely post a picture online when I finally get it. Um, and definitely just look them up. They talk about all sorts. Do loads of posts. They've been doing different um, events and things like that. Which is where I where it originated, I do believe, was the Vava Womb um, festival they were supposed to be having. Which sadly didn't go through this year uh, due to COVID. Um, but I'm pretty sure they are um, getting a uh, some plans together to do one next year. I'm really hoping. Um, so yeah, definitely check them out. Um, they are wonderful. And lastly, we have the beautiful umrkh.org. Uh, this is run by the beautiful Amy C and Christina Martin. Um, they their mission is. The mission of Beautiful You MRKH Foundation is to create a supportive community that partners with healthcare professionals to increase awareness and empower women of all ages with MRKH to feel beautiful just as they are, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, there are loads of inf- there's loads of information and support on their websites. The same for all of them. Definitely check them all out. They are all amazing, powerful women that I totally. I'm inspired by every single day. So thank you all if you are listening to this. Um, So that's the end of the podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it. I am really sorry. It's been pretty depressing one today. Um, Tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow. What am I talking about? Um, Hopefully next week I'll be a bit more upbeat um, and everything like that. If you'd like to get in contact, please message me on Instagram or if you go onto the Anchor website on my page, it should let you add a message, which is a voice, um, which I can add to the next podcast. Or uh, if it's just for a question or anything like that and you just want to get in contact, um, just add a little thing to say, don't want it in the podcast at the start or the end. Um, and I will be able to get in, cont- in contact with you soon. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Um, And I hope you have an amazing day. Thanks, guys. Sorry, uh, just to add that I, as I'm making this episode, I have made a Facebook page. So please add any questions, topics, tips, advice. I really want everyone to be involved in this. uh, So it's not just me speaking. So please give it a like, um, head over to Facebook, look up me, myself and MRKH, the podcast, um, and get involved. I have put a couple of things up on a other a different Facebook page and I don't want to crowd their feed with my stuff. So just head over to that page if you want to get involved, um, updates about episodes and things like that and topics and what have you um so yeah hope to hear from you all in the near future thank you everyone and i'll see you later bye